Have you ever bent down to pick up a dog shit that your dog's just done? And obviously the bag is intact. So I'm not talking about the bag You're integrity giving handed. away. No, yeah. <laughs> You've not the, just seen one and thought, okay. You go in, you pick it up, and it's like, obviously it's warm. It's just come out of the dog. But there's a bit that isn't. And then you realise your dog has shit on another dog's shit. And now you're cleaning up now two dog shits. <laughs> yeah. Now you're now you're doing something nice for the neighbourhood. But I, I don't know what. I know why because it's dog shit. But I, I really don't like the idea of picking up someone else's dog shit. It's a little bit sinister. If you pick up your own dog shit, you're tidying up. If you I, pick up another dog shit, you're collecting. You're collecting, but you're also tidying up after a lazy piece of shit that's let their dog shit. Mm-hmm. And that dog could have fucking heartworm for all you know. Yeah. If they're lazy enough to not pick their dog shit up, I guarantee you they're not flea and worming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Has that ever... Because it, it happened have, to me again. I have had it occasion, and I've had it, you know, when we go to the um, the enclosed field. Yes. That you pick up a shit that you think is one of yours, but it's far too cold it's to be one of yours. far too cold and wet. It's been rained on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's turned into a moose. Yeah, oh, I did the garden the other day. It was covered in chocolate mousse, and it wasn't oh. the nice stuff, not the rich stuff. It's the cheap grey brown. Yeah, kind of... yeah oh, it's grey. It's yeah. definitely grey. It's got a little bit of hair growing on it. <laughs> oh, where it goes fur. <laughs> yeah, if you pick up someone else's furry dog poo, yeah, then you're then, in the realms of a. Then you have seen it and you want it. <laughs> Praise the or place finger in butt, which 
<laughs> which is very funny. That's a funny joke. Yeah, yeah because that. it says finger and butt. You're probably getting that one so infrequently as well because it's not a praise though. Yeah, praise the finger and butt. <laughs> Everyone is making the same thing, and it, it even it tells you when uh, when a message has been like appraised, not praised, but appraised. So you're only seeing like the cream of the crop, and I'm only seeing praise the fucking message over and over again. And if I find someone that's written a praise the message and chuckle to themselves about how fucking funny they are, I will commit a crime. I will strangle you them. You will place finger in butt. <laughs> It's just infuriating. Oh, I'm, I'm no comedy genius. We know that. Anyone listening knows that. But Jesus Christ, have a little bit more respect for yourself than writing, praise the meme. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. You've... Oh, fuming. I'm fuming. Yeah, this is why memes have an expiry date. Yeah. You have a cycle. It's some of them, for the first Some of them are repetition. soft and gentle. Like... I sent you a picture of Michelangelo painting the ceiling oh. <laughs> and it said, yeah, sure, I'll paint the Sistine Chapel, but I'm going to paint a load of dudes with their dicks out. <laughs> that one can come back again and again over the years. That's you, a good you're one. You've got to forget it, though. That's the yeah. And for then it you've to got... be funny, you've got to have the, oh, you know, the, oh, shit, remember the... Yeah. Mm. If you get... If, if I see that 12 times a year... Yeah. It's not funny anymore. It doesn't hit me anymore. It's, no. You know, it's the Michelangelo one again. <sighs> and I know that, like... Topical memes will have will have an expiration date because they're topical. Hmm. But these ones that just people it's the messages on Elden Ring are the same. I get the same anger from them as I do someone putting like a "Don't mess with this bitch" and then a minion. Oh, what was the? It was like sick bastard or something. The Facebook page, and it's like, like the... a minion dressed as the Joker from oh, Batman. It, all, all the shirts used to get on like the local market. So they'd be like yeah. a Grim Reaper, or they'd be like a skeleton, like the alchemy with, with like a ones. knuckle duster and a yeah. cigar and that kind of thing. Yeah, and it'd it'd be the kind of yeah they only mess with me because they don't know where the bodies are. Yes, it give so these messages give me that same vibe. <sighs> That's spicy. Yeah, I hate it. But let let's Elden talk a little anyway. bit about Elden Ring. When you're not placing finger in butt, how's that? When going? I'm not putting my finger in butt, I uh, played through the tutorial perfectly fine, got through all that, didn't die, took a step out into the fresh open air. It looks incredible, and I'm playing on the base PS4, so I'm not playing on, even on the PS4 Pro, and it looks really good. I know it can look better. Don't spam comments or anything on it. Do well, spam you know, comments, fine, we don't do get it. a lot of them in it. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fine. Uh, but, you know, it does look really cool. Not just in the graphical fidelity, because the character models are a little bit lacking on the PS4, um, but the design. It's its more the design is really nice. In the same way that you can go back and play Akami, it looks good. You know, it's got a strong feel. Uh, and so I really enjoyed that. Stepped out, spoke to some dude about light and grace and things like that. Saw a golden dude on horseback and had seen him before on someone else's YouTube video. I was like, this guy's going to give me a spanking. I'm not going to go near him. He saw me and he came near me <laughs> and he, he gave me said spanking. Uh, so you quickly learn how far you need to walk for enemies not to see you, which is not that far. They they don't have that big a field of view. And I don't know if they have different ones and stuff like that. But I've been dabbling. I've done only a very microscopic bit of like what you would call main game i've mostly been rolling around 
discovering stuff. I will get back on it, but I need to level a bit more. I'm not, as we've said before, I'm not particularly good at games, and it's quite hard. It's not impossible, but it's quite hard. I'm not going to grind. I think I'm going to do a mixture of get good and grind. Okay. You know, I'll I'll naturally complete it at its at its destined at the right length. point. So it'll probably take me what like seventy hours. I've seen someone's already speedrun it in one. Oh, it's, yeah, I can't tell you. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's really nice. It's it it doesn't hold your hand, and some people like that. I definitely like that on easier games, but I wouldn't mind a little bit of hand holding at the moment. But it also doesn't hold your hand with things like you pick up an item and it'll tell you once what it does. And I've not paid attention. I've been taking a sip of coffee. Hit A to I've get hit on with A, things. yeah. Because I didn't want to hear about the fifth new mechanic. And now I don't know what some things do. Yeah. And I've, I've and I tried to Wikipedia it. Because I know I, I picked up some kind of whetstone. And I was like, what does a whetstone in this game do? And I, I hadn't read it. I just hammered through it. I thought maybe maybe if I need to use that because then it'll make my character better or something. So I tried Googling what does a whetstone in Elden Ring do and it told me all the locations of all the whetstones. So I clicked on the one I had and it's like, I can't remember the exact words, but it's like, it says something like, you can use a whetstone to replace the something something on the ashes of war on the blah blah. I was like, this is just more shit that I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's layers of not knowing what it is. You and almost I think, need it. You won't need this until. Don't worry about it yet. Yeah, or just don't give it me until then. Although yeah. then it goes against the philosophy of do whatever you want when you want. I don't know. I would like a little bit more hand-holding in that regard. But it is great. It's a lot of fun. It's worth the price of admission. What did I... It was like £40 or something on Amazon. That's... that's. I mean, a PS4, but that's good for... Yeah, game. I thought yeah. it was really that's... good. And it was supposed to take like a week to ship, but it was there the next day. Came with some kind of You've got, iron-on patch. I was going to say, didn't you get the collector's cards. edition because it was cheaper than not the no, it wasn't the, the mega collector's edition. edition. I did that with Doom and Uncharted. I got it the day after it came out with the statues for like thirty quid because they make too many because they make too much collector's editions. Yeah, no, but if there's but like when four you, games, you can't gamble really it if you really like it because there's no way I'll ever go back and get that Mister Trippy plush that would have come no. with Nino Kuni. Uh, when you're never getting a Pip Boy. Yeah. Although I think that Pit Boy was a little bit shitty. It was trash on TV. Yeah. You're still not getting one. I had a I had the Vault Tech lunchbox from Fallout Three. Mm. That was very nice. That was a very it's, nice collector's it's edition. It's a nice level of collector's edition. You're not going like full is it Resident Evil where they had like the coat and the, was, mm. Oh god, yeah, they did. Well Resident Evil seven did a really they, funny thing. Funny. Oh. They did a really stupid thing where they praised the Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> oh, oh. They they released a collector's edition for the game that didn't include the game. That's not a collector's edition, yeah, my that's friend. Just that's a toy. <laughs> that's just that's, that's just that's what you sell in a web shop. Yeah, it was like a it was a house, and I something something was wrong with it. Like the paint contained asbestos or something. <laughs> it was like doomed. It was utter shit. Um, but yeah, it it was a mess. Elden Ring, good. Play it. Elden, Elden Ring good, message bad, dog shit cold. <laughs> <laughs> that sums up the start of today's. Speaking of uh, cold number twos. Numbers of the beast.
Welcome again to Numbers of the Beast, Pudding Boys audience. This segment of the show, Naylo and I have a good long listen to a classic album and rank each song on it out of seven before averaging them out to create an album score and ranking them against the rest of that band's discography. Right now, we're going to work our way through the vast catalogue of Iron Maiden. This week, it's Virtual Eleven. How did we get along overall? How did you get along with Virtual Eleven? Do you know, I... I said last week, and this was probably an amplified version, that I went in expecting to be digging in here. I was, I had my studs up. Yeah. I had a, you know, praise the cold dog shit ready. Yeah. Um, oh. I know I, you're doing it to annoy I me, know, but it does annoy it, me. I get the little, like, twitch every time. It's worth it. <laughs> I don't think in 20-odd years as an Iron Maiden fan, hmm. before we did this, I've ever put Virtual Eleven on. As an album. Yeah, yeah, as a whole. And played through it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done it. I've heard I've heard all the songs off it, obviously, at some point. They've come on I hadn't. It. I hadn't heard all of these songs. I've actively listened to two of them. And hmm, I think I, would, I know which two. Yeah, the same two that everyone has off this one. Oh, wait. All the best no, I don't. Because there's another one that I will now actively listen to. Hmm. Hmm. And I'm looking at it, and I was so harsh on it, but hmm. I can't. I couldn't have raised... Let's just jump in. I think this one's going to be a bit messy. I think we're going to clash. Okay. Mm. Okay, okay. Future real. I gave it a six. Holy crap, I gave it a four. I like I'm not mad that you gave it a six. Future real. I question it. Sits with me with... Hold um, on, didn't you give Die With Your Boots on a six? Hmm. You think it's there? I do. I think... This and I already forgotten the name. The one that we um, Man on the Edge, which we gave a seven. Oh, Man on the Edge is a seven. I gave a six. Best. You gave a seven. I think they're the two best examples of where Blaze Bailey does Blaze Bailey well. See, I don't because it's I, almost like I, I made him right to Blaze cross. Bailey here. Yeah, I think Sign of the Cross. And that's kind of what it didn't fit. Like the criticism of these albums, I think, is more that they didn't write to what he does. And yeah. they tried to write two more albums that could have been Bruce if Bruce was still there. Yeah, I, but, but, well. but I think if they were Bruce albums, they wouldn't be that great. I mean, no, obviously, still Fear of the Dark was quite good, but you still had Weekend Warrior, The, the Apparition. Big. No Prayer for the Dying you had before that. Mm-hmm. Iron Maiden at this point, until Blaze joined, Iron Maiden... Coasting. ...were coasting, and coasting quite poorly. Yeah. Yeah, for, they, some, for a band that had done Power Slave and Seventh Son, the, the rest of it just wasn't up to snuff. Not as bad, but they had Metallica syndrome of we've already made it, people buy whatever we churn out. I reckon so, yeah. Um, but yeah, Future Real for me is one of the two songs that I go. If I fancy listening to a Blaze song, yeah. they're the ones that I think actually. Future Real suffers a lot from the same thing I was talking about last week where everything's quite literal. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's the very, lyrics um, aren't very poetic. It's no. a good song. Uh, I gave it a four. It's a good one. I think that's a good score. Um, Angel and the Gambler. Do you know? I gave it a four. Okay. The Angel and the Gambler. I, I fucking okay. wish they would have just cut it down a little bit. Yes. When yes. out out the out the traps, this was a five to a six. I gave it a, no. So I was at a four, and then I gave it a three because it wouldn't shut up. Out of the traps, I really you know the because it's a complete it's almost a completely different sound for them. Yes. And it's very much more almost like a rocky kind of deal than it a is. metal deal. Funny you say that because I think Angel and the Gambler and Lightning Strikes Twice are that. Mm. They're very similar songs, and that's why I've given them both a three, because neither of them will shut the fuck up. I dropped to a three for Lightning Strikes yeah. twice for the simple reason 
I'd already had more than enough for with, Angel and the Gambler. With the Angel and the Gambler, yeah. Uh, I was reading up on the Angel and the Gambler about what it's about, and it's just... It's about a, 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 a vagabond and an angel, and the angel's trying to change him, and the, he says no. It seemed a little bit shit. Didn't seem the very well thought out. The musical journey wasn't Stick. as exciting yeah. in the middle as something like Realm of the Ancient Mariner or... Oh, no, no. Yeah, it wasn't varied enough. No, definitely not. Uh, the Clansman. I give it a seven. I it's like a seven. the it's, it's, so, it's based on Braveheart, and it's way better than the film. It's got everything. It's got it's got everything that Iron Maiden, yeah. he, any singer, even Blaze does this one well. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Blaze <laughs> does this even, well. I think even Paul... No, not Paul Diano. This isn't a Paul Diano song. No, it's, it's not his style. But Blaze Although he could and... probably pull it off, because it, it's, you know... I don't his think slow he could get the freedom. Maybe not, but it's you know the opening where it's mumbly. That would probably that would actually work really. Well. Diana would nail that. But yeah, the it's got a bit of everything. It's got the nice acoustic yeah. kind of. It's got the bit from. No, no, carry on. Sorry, no, no, I was going to say big chorus, strong leads. It's got the bombastic bit in the middle. Now I I said this to Rue when I was listening to it. I always think of the Clansman as still classic Iron Maiden. But it's definitely not. It's this is in nineteen ninety eight. We are two years away from Brave New World, which I consider modern Iron Maiden. I've always lumped the Clansman sound wise in. Actually, there's a couple on Dance of Death mm-hmm. that borrow from the formula. Oh, so because Dance of Death was one of the first ones that I really got into. Yeah, you know, went like oh yeah, that was that's, that was your big from, yeah, doing the tour and that kind yeah. of thing. And the Klansman, I've always kind of put in with things like, is it No More Lies? And, you know, that no kind of... No More Lies! Yeah. Yeah. everything, a bit of a soft, gentle... Yeah. But it's it's not awkward. No. It, the, the soft into the hard flows yeah. well. It's a great track. I, I just feel like it's older than it is. And not in a bad or Mature. good way. It just seems very old Iron Maiden to do. It's when, kind of been omnipresent, though, hasn't it? Since they wrote it, yeah. it comes around every couple of tours, at least. It's, it's brilliant. Uh, when two co- two worlds collide, I give it a four. I give it a four. It's good. It's a solid song. It's, it's a really good song. Yeah, and it finishes at an appropriate time. It's, it does. It's I the don't bit get that the other two struggle with. It still has some issues with overly literal lyrics, mm. but that that's just an issue that Maiden are having. To be honest, from No Prayer of the Dying onward, it, like you said, less though, poetry. When, when you seem this seems to be a bit of a step down of Bruce. Yes. Yeah, I feel like Bruce might chucked his two two pence in when they were writing lyrics so I feel like maybe him not being there has done that uh, The Educated Fool three. see now this one really suffers from that literal lyrics however I inexplicably love it I gave it a five mm. I, I love know, it it's probably the opposite end for me of The Angel and the Gambler just well, something about it gives you a little well and I forgot to mention this on the last track from When Two Worlds Collide Onwards Mm-mm. The bass uh, tone, mm-hmm. the guitar tones, mm-hmm. and the snare mm-hmm. are the same as they are in Brave New World. So I was getting like fizzy ball sack over here, like the boop 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 and like that harsh snare. They had this sound, and to back that up, they wrote Nomad, Dream of Mirrors, Mercenary, and Blood Brothers. At the same time as this album, really, but they held them back for Brave New World. How yeah. much better would this album have been with those fucking tracks? On? It wouldn't, because you'd have wasted no, them cause... on Blaze Bailey. They... No, 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 you wouldn't. 
Think about those those tracks. No, Blaze would have been fine. No, the Dream Mirrors fine. would have been terrible without Oh, those. yeah, maybe Dream and Mirrors. But um, oh, Blood no. Brothers, I think it, we're Blood Brothers. He could have done no, that. No, no, it'd be too... No, Maddie no. could have done... I think the problem the problem I have is the problem I have with the last one. Kill, when you've heard enough hunt of Bruce doing witch. it, yeah. then it's going to sound like... I think that's why I like, like The Angel of the Gambler. Because yeah. Bruce doesn't really do that. No, no. And the ones that I have heard him do a few times. Yeah. So, but I, I was just, I thought it musically, it's something interesting that Virtual Eleven is actually very close to breaking into Brave New it's World. It's a little bit like um, the one before Seventh Sun. It's like was somewhere in threes. time. Yeah. yeah. You, we you said that we sound. said that last week with X Factor, but yeah. it's actually much more true for Virtual Eleven. The progenitor kind of. Yeah. Of... Uh, don't look. Oh, I hadn't write the whole thing. Yeah. To the eyes of a stranger. They're, right. Yeah. Now this annoys me because I see that and I just think of the Queen Strike song. And I, I'm awful for that. I know. And uh, do you know what? I really and like Queen Strike. I turn my head and stare it's into the good. eyes of a stranger. It's that's not a as good, good as song. That. Yeah, I think that's Queen Strike's best song. I like that. I don't believe in love. That always gets me. You know, oh, it's good. It's yeah. Sweet, but that album. Yeah. We that, Queen Strike are good. Queen Strike I mean, are really it'd be good. A really peaks and trough if we did the numbers of the beast on them. Yeah, we're getting very bored, and I think we need a shorter back catalogue next time because this is this is starting to hurt <laughs> uh don't know uh, what did you give it i gave it a three and i think i was a little bit harsh it's i gave kind it a two of, and i don't feel like i was that harsh it's not I've very been good humming bits of it yeah since i didn't love it no. i wouldn't put it on no it i definitely wasn't but it i think it's because it's near the old end of the album yeah i kept with don't look to the eyes of a stranger yeah, that bit is actually kind of cool. Maybe I was going off for a, I'm yeah, not changing three, it. We two don't or change three is but, fine, Yeah. Uh, Como estas amigos? Two. I gave it a four and I was struggling not to give it a five. Really? I love it. I, I love it. It was another one of those. No more tears. It was. It, no more tears. It, if we live. It was for a hundred so, years. This is where, amigo, this is where I got to no listen to it. It suffered from the same. It suffered kind from of the thing. literal writing. It does, and it suffers from end of album syndrome. Yeah, and it suffers oh, from being a boring. I song. think it, no, I think it I wraps it up. I like to, it. I, got like, I wish I'd given it a five. I really like it, but it can't. Two. I gave like Edge of Darkness a five and Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter a five, so it can't be a five. But it's it's the. It's but the it last is song good. on this I album like that it. I would put on I'll be Funnily enough, so I'll, obviously The Clansman's a seven, An Educated Fool, I gave a five. And maybe I should have swapped them around for, for Comos, uh, Como Estas. But I will probably go back and put Como Estas Amigos on that's more con- than any other. That's consigned to the vault. No, more but... than any other song on that album. <laughs> it's the last one. Maybe I would more choose. than any other song by Blaze. No. It's not. not not for. I'm not saying it's better than them. That's not what this is about. I'm saying you enjoyed it more. I enjoyed it more. I I'd ri- probably, and I'd never heard it before. I've never heard that song before. I'd probably do the same with the Angel and the Gambler, but just stop it halfway through and skip something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you come out with? Total score thirty-two. Average score four. Huh. What did you? What? <laughs> exactly the same. I don't Way. think. I don't think we matched on any song. But... Holy crap, though. So. Wait. And I, I did say to uh, Naylor that I was going to do a rundown of uh, every album so that we could actually, so everyone could 
kind of see where we're at with this so whole when thing. So we fizz uncontrollably over Breaking <laughs> yeah. World, and it just we all know how powerful it. it is. We know how we were before then. Yes, in the before times, because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, people, next week there's going to be a new number one, and it's not going to go anywhere. The whole episode is going to be Numbers of the Beast, and it's just going to be us singing you Brave New World. Yeah. If you don't like this segment, don't skip it, just mute it. Please yeah. still listen, because it, it helps oh, we'll, our followers. We'll do a good pudding but... at the end. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll bring out a good pudding, I yeah, promise. Tom will get real mean. I promise. So, at number one, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son with 11.4. This is out of 14, by the way, guys. Number two, Power Slave at 11. Number three, number... I put number of the beast. Number... No, it is number of the beast. Yeah, this, segment, this is number. We changed it. So, number of the beast, 9.87. Okay. Four, Peace of Mind, 8.89. Now, number and peace, I, they're good, but that's quite high. Fear of the Dark, 8.75. Iron Maiden, 8.38. Virtual 11 at 7, 8. Killers at 8, 7.33. The X Factor at 9, 7.26. Somewhere in Time at 10, 7.12. And at number 11, No Prayer for the Dying, at 5.6. It's going to take a very cold dog poo <laughs> to lift that up. I dislike that album. Uh, yeah. And let me look at what songs were on it because I think the only one, it's got to be something good. Uh, the only one that I'm plucking off it is no, which one was it? We said Boom. No Prayer. Bring Your Daughters, the best song on the album. Nothing is going on my best of. We're no. going to do a best of at the end. We're each going to have 12 tracks. Yeah. And we're going to make our own best of. And mine's, I'm going to break the rule of it has to be a seven because Como Estas is going on there. Uh, but we're going to... Nothing from No Prayer is going on the best no, of. Bring your daughter. That. If they don't play that live, I don't I'm care. not going to notice. No. Eve, somewhere in time, I've wasted years at least. Yeah. Oh, God. Wasted years is good. Okay. That was a, that's a good numbers of the beast. However, if you fancy listening along at home and making your own uninformed judgments, next week's numbers of the beast... Will be Brave New World, and it's a little bit special. Bruce Dickinson's coming back. He's made his trousers out of bin bags, and he's got a little vest, and he's gonna wave a balloon about. That's the Wicker Man video. He's just boffing a balloon about on the floor. Yeah, but just really no. mad at this balloon. Oh, his yeah. exercise ball is fuming. I'm into it. I'm so into it. I've started. Spoiler alert. I've started already, and it's all seven. I've I've been cheating with Rock and Rio since <laughs> since day one. I've been looking at Rock and Rio. Ah, you're going to want to join in for this because it's just going to be us talking about how great something is. If you ever feel like this podcast is too negative, tune in to Numbers know, of the Beast. Next I always week. go back to the bit. Those, if you listen to this, you probably watched the Grand Tour. Yeah, there's that really heartwarming bit at the start of season one, episode one, where Clarkson's driving down that long empty road to. I can see clearly now. He looks out of one mirror. May's behind him in his supercar. He looks out. Yeah. Hammond's there. You know that little wave of like warmth that you get. That things can be okay. Yeah. Brave New but World you're is that get tsunami of that when we do Brave New World. Yeah. We're gonna. Oh, I'm. I'm gonna gush. There's gonna be streamers. Yeah. I mean, gushing is like. Praising it. Praise the album. (laughs) (laughs) Pudding of the Week.
listeners, it is I, Thomas Lethbridge, and I am once again here to bring you Pudding of the Week, this segment of the show where we learn a little about a delicious dessert from around the globe and Naylor ranks it on a scale of his choosing. This week's pudding is creme caramel. Oh, Are you you okay there? I was really concerned earlier when I saw you scooting around the local dog park picking <laughs> things up, but I assume now that they're just for your collection and actually they weren't anything to do with Pudding of the Week. What I use as my potpourri is my own business. Potpourri? <laughs> Car- creme caramel or flan or caramel pudding or caramel custard is a thick custard dessert with a layer of clear caramel sauce. Invented in the later part of the 20th century, creme caramel occupied an excessively large amount of territory in European restaurant dessert menus due to its convenience. For restaurateurs, being able to prepare a lot of them in advance and keep it until needed, it was perfect. One thing to note about creme caramel is that the regional variants occupy far too much time, so I cannot go into it all, but it is popular around the globe, and most of us know it from a little plastic pot where you tear the tab at the bottom, turn it upside down on your plate, and go at it with a spoon. I'm going to have a sneaky sip of Bloor's squash. Your phlegm's normally the same consistency as creme caramel. Just a lot more blood. (laughs) Yes, it's a lot more red. You need some corsadil. Farewell, boys! See you, Tom. Did you notice Tom's... Well, I I say skin, but... Coating. Yeah, Tom's coating... Flaking. Like, Tom has almost lost some kind of his his luster. Maybe he's been spending too long... In the wrong dimensions or something. Maybe, maybe I don't know like, what or how he gets up to. What or where we he never gets really up to. talked about what he feeds on. You know, I assume he has to like take something live and squirrel it away and just drain its essence. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether he feeds. There's there's rules around Thomas that I don't understand. Now his law. I've, yeah, I've I don't got think a people are leaving here. enough leaving enough uh, notes around saying praise the left bridge or praise yeah. the pudding <laughs> no, if I saw a note that said praise the left bridge on Elden Ring You'd I shit would, your pants because you be know Tom happy. was in the game Tom had found it <laughs> so right, I've got a little cool bag here I've got a little prep because I've got to get these plates out so oh, that's what that noise is we're actually tipping them out we're tipping them we're out now, them out the as pot, a like... child you just eat them out of the pot and then you try and lick the pot oh yeah yeah you've yeah, just yeah. got weird ridges and it stops you it, so yeah. as I was saying earlier I couldn't find the like cheap, almost plasticky ones that I wanted because that's that's, that's where it is. That's that's the staple. It's just so fridged instead, instead of you know what? Instead I've got this like medium. This is like the upper middle class. <laughs> this is like what happens if your creme caramel comes from Marks and Spencer's. Yes, the Waitrose caramel. But I don't think it comes out you because it's got no tab. Batter the living shit out the top end. Th- those weren't for effect, by the way. That was him battering the living shit out of You know what? That's a truck. cute little boy. It almost looks like an enemy in a Japanese <laughs> RPG. Uh, it does, actually. He's it's jiggling around on the some, plate. Some goggle eyes on that, and, you know, you'd just... You'd have to jump on it. Akira Toriyama 
hmm. would be able to make an enemy out of this. Mine's oh, coming you... a bit smoother. There we go. Oh, look that, at that. That is even a good caramel. Is it good? Cheeky shit. <laughs> Looking at the parts. Yeah, I've left both the parts <laughs> on my side. <laughs> I noticed I didn't get my part. You <laughs> really real part. Wow. Good, isn't it? Like, it is good, actually. Real strong one. You know what? I think I still prefer the um, the cheap one. Just because it's what? It's a nostalgia thing. Yeah. I think even Pi wants some of that. Yeah, my uh, my dog has just wandered into the room. <laughs> that will come out of you. Like, well, let's put it this way. You're not going to be picking that one up later on when it's cold and hairy. <laughs> this is so great. wash away. Mm. This is actually fantastic. I'm so, I've wanted to do this pudding for weeks. It's, do you know... Oh, I was going to build it up because vanilla bean... Um, you, yeah, you already dropped a couple of bean I was going to try and trick you into thinking it was beans. Bean-based. <laughs> I am going to I am gonna go to like a, a foreign goods supermarket and try and find some kind of bean paste. Well, I really there. piss you off with one of my numbers of the beast. <laughs> when I managed to leave you like a, a praise the pillow on your pillow or something. No, you're going to ruin Brave New World. <laughs> so you're going to make sure that even if I give it a seven, <laughs> it only gets seven. <laughs> if it gets an eight, it levels out with, <laughs> uh, with Blaze. I honestly think, wow, that was fantastic. Mm. I, I'm not going to lick the plate on air because... No, you don't need to hear our chop slopping together. But, <laughs> but It'll the... just get everywhere. But I am going to go into the pot. The, um, the Blaze era watch. is definitely helped out by the fact that we're doing these quite, quite, not quickly, like an album a week is not a fast pace, but we're not we've spent so much time with Bruce... We're going to put this down there, away from the dog. We spent so much time with Bruce that it was refreshing to hear someone else. Even though Blaze is often criticised for being not Bruce-like, Bruce but not Bruce. Well, I think that's the thing. You know, growing up, like I say, I'd never listened to the album. I listened to the songs individually, yeah, but never spent an hour on Listening it. to the album. It was fun. It was very fun. It's, it's, I will probably go back to Virtual Eleven more than I'll go back to X Factor. X Factor, X Factor was a hard listen. Yeah, but that was no prayer. I did enjoy the fact that Virtual Eleven kind of jumped back into the uh, art style, the album art. Yeah, yeah. They... Because I feel like the Iron Maiden album art, when they changed it for X Factor, there was that. It was nineties, and so we had bands like Corn and Slipknot and all that dog crap, uh, but. I think Iron Maiden must have at the time felt like a very old man rock band. It looked like they were trying to fit on a Best of Roadrunner. Yeah. And so I feel like at Virtual Eleven, they just said, you know what, well, fuck it, we, we are. are. Yeah. Even and the then in Brave New World. You know, with the video game thing. Yeah. The concept Edson, was them yeah. saying, actually, fuck it, you know what, we don't, we're not quite on I this wave. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it was great. And then the, um, and then obviously the, the album afterwards, they come back with Brave New World. And really, with the, not with the songwriting, but with just the tonality of their instruments, rewrote who they were as a band. I saw some reviews, and I know that I should be saving this for next week, but I saw some reviews that were saying, oh, it's classic Iron Maiden. It's not anything new. No, fuck no, you, classic rock. Different. It was wildly it's... new. It was incredible. Like, the tone just blew everything out of the water, and it redefined what it meant for me. It redefined what a standard heavy metal song was. If anyone ever said to me, 
I want to listen to a heavy metal album, they'd never heard the music before, I would say Brave, Brave New, New World. World, because that is clear it. Do you know, the thing is, well, the thing that does me from every big guitar band, at some point, we're probably going to do Judas Priest. Yeah, yeah. You've got Tipton and Downing, you've got two styles, you know, Megadeth, you've had Dave Mustaine and an army of virtuosos. Yeah. And you can kind of pick them out. But you haven't had three guitarists, each with their own fairly unique style, yeah. trading off like that. Oh you know, you always had Dave. Brave New World solos are like, fucking incredible. Dave is the staple. Like Dave does the old bluesy heavy metal. Blue, and blue, he blue, keeps blue, you going blue, all the way blue. through. Yeah. yeah. Dave's my favourite. You get Adrian is very much more for me like a sort of classicy rocky kind of and then you've got Janet, which is almost a bit more a bit sharp. Janet, Janet. More, Janet. Janet. I've never in twenty odd years really yeah. dug into how you pronounce his name. No, I haven't actually. And I've you know, if you watch the Rocky Mirror or the Visions of the Beast DVDs, they all say it slightly differently. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think he gives a they shit. Prob- anyway. They probably say it to annoy him. Oh would. Praise Yannick. But no, it's like you always have two. Yes. Guitar you always have two contrasting ish styles. Yeah. The Amits in our channel just to you know <laughs> I know you love that one. Yeah. Um <laughs> but I may have got three. <laughs> what scale what scale are we on because I realised we'd just gone back into Numbers of the Beast and I know for a fact that some people don't like that segment of the show but I do so I don't care they're going to hate next week oh yeah next um, week next week prepare because it's going to be us talking about Numbers of the Beast then it's going to be Numbers of the Beast and then it's going to be Pudding of the Beast <laughs> So what's the scale? Uh, let's talk Pokemon Evolutions. Hey, that's two Pokemon in a row. I know. We did rarity. What? So Pokemon Evolutions. So you get some Mon that don't evolve. Yeah. You get some Mon that evolve once. Yeah. Some Mon that evolve twice. Yeah. Which is the gold standard. You get some Pokemon. Uh, hold on, it me- was the gold standard. No. You get some Pokemon that, me- me- Pokemon that Mega Evolve. Uh, which is just dumb. And which is lazy dumb. And shit. Yeah. This, for me... Yeah. This is a nice, solid two-stage Evo. Yeah, so, I'm happy with that. Like, okay, here's my rationale. If Pokemon doesn't evolve, Yeah, it's either an Uber, yeah. you're talking like a god, basically, or it's a child, or, you know, it's one of those weird niche mon that you've, has, you know... Yeah, like I, the, the non-evolving, I tend to see, does go wildly, as you say, it's either going to be... Legendary or, or, or either you know. throwaway like Chatot. Yeah. But then you get Snorlax and then you get Horlucha and you get these kind of we- these weird interjections. Yeah. yeah. Doubles tend again. You tend to get a lot of throwaway stuff in dubs. Yeah, you do. It's, Give me a double. Give it's me an a double. Easy one. Uh, oh, that was everyone's my. I hope everyone's my. Right, um, Don fan. He's oh, cute. I like Don Fan. But cool. yeah, you're never going to use you're him. You're not picking him up. You're going to catch one. You'll evolve him. Yeah. You keep him. Everyone likes Fanfi, but Don Fan, uh, one of the first Johto Pokemon revealed. He was at the start mm. of the first Pokemon movie. Ash fought a dude. He does him. in the yeah. yeah in the and he spins. He does the whole turning into get... a tire thing. And I, as a child, was fizzed. Yeah, it's someone arrests the Pokemon company one, but... because they're touching a child's heart. <laughs> I I like Don from the moment I saw him. Yeah, but you know, like I say, most most stage twos. Yeah, stage threes are the big boys. There's a lot stage, of effort. Stage three, you've got like Crocodile and Dragonite, and 
you know, you've got your... All your starters are stage two because that's what yeah. they think people are interested in. You've got... You you know, you go back to the Nidos from the first gen. Yeah, like they're stage three. I guess one of the outliers is someone like Rhydon, which they then made stage three. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very conscious of the fact that things that were a stage one can now be a stage three. I mean, Electivire is... A three now, isn't he? Because you had Alakir and Electabuzzing. So it's been muddied yeah. a bit, but stage three always shouted to me that somebody has gone to the F. You gotta remember prefer, most of the stage threes. The I prefer stage when, when all. And I know it's a bit old man sitting on porch not liking change, but I prefer when a, a Pokemon is revealed in full. All stages. All stages, yeah. same gen. I, I do get like, oh, they wanted to make. Nose pass have an Evo, so they added that in. But nose pass was what kind e- of one cool. exception for you. What the coolest boy? Toga kiss. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know what. I'll eat my crow. I'm a fucking idiot. What yeah, do I know? That, Toga kiss that, is no, fantastic. That was the perfect example yeah. of an Evo that they have got lazy recently. We're sticking an extra Evo on because you know. But you, most of like the dragons, they're all stage three, and you know they're yeah. going to be heavy hitters. Mega Evos are dumb and can you know. Yeah, I saw someone comment the other day. That they hope the gimmick for the new game is that they bring back Mega Evos. Now, a couple of things there, my friend. I hope there's no gimmick for a start. No, I'd like a really good staple. I'd like a standard because they're going to have so many new mechanics coming from Arceus Legends. But also, if there is going to be a gimmick, not Megas. I'd rather do the stupid dance when they get a special move. I don't like it when they change how Pokemon look. Because that's not... They're not making Beedrill more useful. They're making this a new other thing. Now, yeah. Beedrill's probably one of the very few Mega Evolutions that I think looks okay. doesn't look good. It looks okay. Yeah, he's, he's one of the few that doesn't actively ruin mm. a fairly good design, Tyranitar. What the fuck did they do to Pinsir, Tyranitar, Aerodactyl, oh. Garchomp's chin? Like, what the fuck is going on with them? Don't talk about Garchomp, the stupid beard thing. I like Garchomp. I enjoy Garchomp. I enjoy him. I enjoy him a lot. So this is a two-stage evolution. Yeah. Rationale? It's it's powerful. Yeah. There's, there's enough of them. Yeah. It's not stupidly overpowered. You're not going to go to a sort of Michelin-starred restaurant and have a creme caramel. No, you'd you like probably have a creme brulee if yeah, you wanted exactly. the and same kind of thing. And it would have to have some kind of weird thing poured on it that makes the brulee extra hot and yeah. than the sun. It has an octopus tentacle on yeah, it. exactly. Now, creme caramel, you know, if you go out for a good pub lunch... And they offer you some like you might large get a creme caramel, yeah, like a big one. Well, this is the problem with creme caramel; they're not big. No, they're never big enough. No, when you get them from a supermarket, you eat the whole thing. <laughs> you eat four. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a pound for four because exactly. it's made of it's just hooves. Exactly. Just... It's just hooves and vanilla flavouring. <laughs> yeah, they've just split one. They've do you know what? They've split open a hoof of a of a horse. <laughs> they've made the custard from that, and they've gotten the vanilla flavouring from a beaver's anal gland. Mm. They'll have fun with it. You know, I'll pay a pound for hoof and anus. Yeah, although I think I was reading up on the beaver anal gland thing. Obviously. It's actually cheaper to use vanilla than it is to use the vanilla taste from a beaver's anal gland. Well, that, I, I would imagine it's a lot it's harder, harder to harvest. milk a beaver than yeah. harvesting a vanilla pod. So, uh, <laughs> milk a beaver. Oh, that's a really <laughs> suggestive that's, sentence. Well, we've just got the uh, episode title. Oh man! I wanted to say I had a sore Elden Ring or something. <laughs> Praise the episode. Uh, I find it's that, but I hate you for it. 
I fucking hate you for it. Please don't be so dangerous. You piece of shit. Right, I'm signing off. Call to action. Piss. We're available on YouTube on the channel Pudding Boys. Please subscribe and leave a comment. We can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you fancy. We're pretty much everywhere. Remember to subscribe, follow, auto-download, whatever it's called on your platform so you don't miss an episode. Also, this week I'd like you to, uh, I'd like you all to do something a little bit extra for me. Just this once. Go to your local park and pick up a cold dog poo. Yeah, do your part. No. Could you leave a review? Leave a review. Just give it a five star and say that it was great. You can literally put the words, it was great. If every review looks like that, it would look really legitimate. <laughs> uh, but just leave a review because platforms will push a series that's highly rated, even if it's not got a huge amount of reviews. So that will uh, if you help us a lot. If you feel the need to spread the gospel of nonsense, that would be a, a good one to do. We're also on Instagram and Facebook as The Pudding Boys, not as ourselves because... <laughs> We don't give a shit about social media, but feel free to check us out. You get to see the fun piece of artwork that I create for every episode. <sighs> I remember to do everything. You did. You can go and pick your turds up in peace now. Goodbye.